Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Story Box, where I, your host, Jay Phantom, has the utmost privilege and honor to unbox the amazing stories of some incredible people from all walks of life and experiences. I'm delighted and grateful that you're here today. Now let's dive into the Story Box and hear more about our guest today. I didn't know I had a story until you asked me. Now this was said by Nadine Roberts, my guest today, at the end of our conversation, because truthfully, this is Nadine Roberts' first ever podcast that she did. Now, I want to share with you first and foremost that each and every one of us has a story to share. Now, a lot of the time we may not think or feel like that story is going to be worthwhile to share, but guaranteed your story is valuable because it is yours and you need to value that. You need to respect that. And you never know at any given day, if you were to share just a little part of your story, who that is actually going to impact. Now, after I read Nadine's bio, I guarantee you're all going to think and question, my goodness, she definitely has a story. Let's unbox it even further. And that's what I, that's what I was thinking as well when I came across Nadine's Instagram page and sent her a message saying, Nadine, uh, let's do a podcast. Let's dive into your story and help me unbox it a little bit. And I was I was surprised because we actually dive into something that I hadn't spoken to someone about on a podcast episode. So you're going to hear uh, for the very first time something that is very, very valuable and very, very important for a lot of young men and women to hear as well. So without me Blabbering on, I'll get into Nadine's bio and then we'll dive into the story box. Sound good? Fantastic. Okay. So Nadine Roberts is a woman of many talents and skills. She is the founder of Gold Coast Kiss Tan. I encourage you to say that over and over and over again. See how many times you can do it without stuffing it up. Uh, I know I tried many times and failed many times as well. But she is also a commercial model, musician, beauty pageants queen, multiple times and so much more. In 2014, Nadine won Miss Earth Australia, and in 2017, she won Miss Grand Fiji. Let me stop there. Two great feat of achievements, which took a lot of work, a lot of practice, and time, energy, and there's two amazing stories in there, and find out what they are by listening. Keep listening in. She has also won four other beauty pageants, and in total, and, in, and placed highly in so many more. Nadine has a passion for helping people and wants to speak to young boys and girls to help educate them by be helping the boys become men and the girls to become women with confidence. Now, it's very, very important, uh, for especially in today's day and age, with such a, a high-pressured pressure, society for our young people as well uh, to grow up 
and the way we treat other people, the way we treat girls, the way we treat boys, uh, there's a lot of negative pressure and we, we dive deep into that. But some of the other things that we talk about on this episode with Nadine is dealing with controversy. So that's a juicy topic that we actually dive into. So stay tuned for that. Success, what does that mean to Nadine? And we go into Nadine's actual backstory. So growing up with not much, and I can relate to her on that, that, that front, understanding and learning to appreciate and loving yourself. So that seems to be a recurring theme in a few episodes uh, lately on the Storybox is knowing how to love yourself. So we, we go into a little bit about what Nadine believes that is and how you can go about doing that. Striving to become the best version of you you can be. And so how Nadine actually goes about doing that. The winning of Miss Grand Fiji for beauty pageants and placing highly in others. So the stories behind that. And becoming the woman uh, and how to treat boys and men. There's a difference there and we, we get into that. Dealing with low self-esteem as a girl and turning turning that into becoming something of inner and outer beauty as well. So what does that actually mean? Overcoming the trauma and the impact that it has on your self-esteem. And gentlemen, what women are looking for. So if that doesn't spark your interest, then I don't know what else will. But this is a really in-depth dive into Nadine's life. She is a great human being, great personality, really fun to talk to as well. So without me going on and on, you know, you guys know what time it is. It's time for all of us to dive into the story box and enjoy Nadine Roberts' story. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm really, really excited to be on this call with you today on this podcast. So am I. Absolute pleasure to have you. Now, before we get stuck into your backstory and why you do what you do, I usually have one question that I love asking people, and that is, what is your definition of success? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so my definition of success, it's, it's quite holistic. You know, success, it can come in so many forms. I don't look at success as something that's just based on on the growth of wealth. Mm. I look at it as how you are as a human, how you wake up every day with happiness, a holistic success. You know, success is being happy within yourself and being being happy enough to to, to help others around you. Um, I, I do remember that for a very long time, I believe success was making money. Mm. I that, that was something I'd grown up with, um, especially growing up in a family with barely any money. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we grew up in pretty tough times, my family and I, and so I always strived to be successful based on a, on a monetary level, you know, mm. um, with my music, um, I wanted to be a, a famous singer. I wanted mm. to be the next Beyonce. You know, that's what I've been doing since I was four and playing a lot of instruments. And, um, and um, yeah, so I right now I feel like every day um, in the, the past, since 2018, I feel like every day I've been living the destination of success mm. and I'm growing every day. It's that awareness, mm. that awareness of growth and happiness. That's awesome. That's success. Yeah, that's really awesome, Nadine. So where did this definition of success come for you? Was it sort of like a catalyst moment or was it like a an ongoing thing that you sort of like 
I've realized every single day? Well, um, it, there was a catalyst moment, you know, um, I went through my first breakup, um, in, in 2016. Mm. And by that time I had already represented in three countries in, um, like the top beauty pageants of the world. So Miss Earth Australia and then from there Miss Eco International, um, in Egypt. I was then going to China, um, representing Miss Eco International and wow. the United Nations. Wow. And, um, and, and I've also um, just finished X Factor. So I was on X Factor. I made it to top 12 in, in the group. And um, I went to LA. I'd been signed over there. And then it all just, boom, crashed. And so mm. it, was a, it was a catalyst time, a catalyst moment for me when I had, I, I really felt like I felt. And I had no choice but to reframe the definition of success and happiness and mm. love mm. for myself mainly. Like, is I really that self-love, you know? Mm. And um, really um, just understanding and appreciating how important it is to love yourself mm. and how it is a necessary step to be able to love anyone else. Mm. So, um, yeah. Mm. As I started um, moving forward with that, that renewed frame of mind, I, I started small, you know, I, I started thinking, just thanking the universe for being alive. I'd look up and I'd just be thankful for the blue sky. I'd be thankful for the sun. I'd be thankful for the clothes on my back. And day by day, things just started working out for me. And, you know, I'm a big believer in the universe. I'm a very spiritual person. Mm. Um, and that's because for me, I feel like I've, for me, this, really happened like I really changed my mind and I changed my world mm, that's incredible so I'll get to sort of what happened in a, in a moment but I, I sort of want to go back a little bit and ask you what what did you want to be when when you were younger like did you always want to be a model musician like what were you passionate about when you're younger and what did you sort of strive to be when you grew up I I always strived to be the best at whatever I did. Mm. I started singing when I was four. So my mother, who um, migrated from Fiji, she actually kind of fled from Fiji at 19 and um, met my dad who had um, arrived from England when he was younger. So um, mom, my parents made the effort to put me and my two brothers in as many um, activities, um, skill building activities, you know, piano, mm. violin, flute, singing, um, any sport that you can think of except tennis and netball. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they did that even even though we had no money. Mm. So um, I was always pushed. I think I did feel a bit of pressure from my parents to be successful because of the investment that was being made. Um, and I, if anything, I am just so happy that I appreciate it now. Mm. Um, because especially with my mother as my singing teacher, it could be, it's hard, you know, yeah. a PG and mum. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I can imagine. Who played rugby league. <laughs> she, she played rugby league and at one stage, you know, she's big. Wow. <laughs> But she's a beautiful singer and she and she was my teacher and she was so passionate. Um, she'd get me to sing in churches. So I'd be performing and playing piano in church. 
And um, and just that effort that my parents went to, I, I look back on it now and I, I just, I have so many skills. Like mm-hmm. I really, I have the skill set and the mindset to be able to, to be good at anything mm-hmm. that, I, that I put my mind to. Mm. So you didn't want to go back to this place of not having anything. You wanted to work towards having yeah, something yeah. and being Just comfortable. That. Yeah, exactly. And so to answer your question, um, when I was younger, what I wanted to be, I wanted to be the next fiance. Mm. I had learned every single, um, every single song and pose, every single dance to it. I learned to be able to dance and sing. Um, which is a very hard thing to do. Beyonce herself, her her father taught her, and um, her father taught her by running in the park and singing mm. at the same time to expand lung capacity. So my mum would would do the same thing with me, except wow. dancing. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just learned something then. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's a very hard skill to do. Yeah, dance and sing at the same time. Did you ever hate it? And be good at it. <laughs> Sorry. Did you ever hate it? Yeah. So that I loved it, but I was so nervous because um, just being bullied in high school, being made fun of, um, being taunted on stage oh. performing, and um, what I hated was the lack of confidence that I had to get up and do something that I just kept doing. Even though I had no confidence, I just kept doing it, mm. and I just hated that I couldn't move on the outside in the way that I was feeling on the inside. Mm. There are videos of me on YouTube under Nadine 16 IFY, Nadine 16 IFY. And I don't know how to, to delete the videos, but I <laughs> uploaded them when I was 16. And there are videos of me singing with the uh, with my high school band as the lead singer and for the choir and the band. Mm. And and I look petrified. And I and I look like a statue. Mm. But my voice sounded amazing, <laughs> and I, I just lacked the confidence to be able to show that expression. Mm. I think I'm um, growing up in a household, you know, when there's bills to pay, um, always trying to make ends meet, um, you know, scraping by, mm. get um, getting uniforms from the lost property, um, you know, it, I I had a low self esteem. From my orange, because of my origin, you know, I mm. felt like I was being defined by that, and and being picked on was just, you know, mm. I was an easy target. Yeah. How were you able That's to? That's actually why I turned the video mm. Wow, you showed them. <laughs> <laughs> so, how were you able to sort of overcome that low self esteem and basically build up your confidence? Because it does take time for a lot of. A lot of yeah. young people, especially due to their circumstances, I find that trauma yeah. in the home, doesn't matter what kind of trauma it is, trauma in general impacts yeah. a young person's mindset, their their learning Definitely. abilities, the whole bit. So how are you able yeah, to... Yeah, that's how they take it Yeah, exactly. How are you able to sort of overcome that? Was it like a long period of time or was it a short period that you just like sort of snapped and said, no, nah, I'm going to get confidence now? Um, I think it was definitely a long period of time and it happened in steps, you know. Um, my first step was um, joining beauty pageants. I, I, I was 16 and I was sick and tired of it. 
I just had been beaten up at school because I had told on the girls that were bullying me. I, I told the teachers, I said, listen, I don't want to sing on stage anymore because I can't handle this happening to me every time. Mm. And those girls got in trouble. And damn, I got beaten up oh, at recess. Yeah. And they, you know, that's when enough was enough for me. I started, I saw, um, I just happened to be walking by the living room and I saw a Miss Universe on TV. Mm. And I looked at them and I looked at how they were announcing their countries. Now, Australia, Bahamas, Paraguay, Puerto Rico. And I was, and I looked and I laughed and I was like, I'm going to do that. I said, I'm going to do that. And so I wrote to my local council and I said, listen, I, um, I go to this school. I'm 16 years old. I want to build my confidence so I can sing on stage how I know I, how I believe I can. Mm. And, um, and I want to perform and I want, and I want to be confident. So I think the start is that willingness, that willingness to want to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, That's good. I didn't say too much in the woe is me, my life sucks. I didn't spend too much time like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I just decided enough, enough time, time for a change. I need to do this for myself. It's kind of, um, that intuition, that internal drive where mm. where you, you just know deep down. You don't necessarily know why, but you just know that you're making a right decision, that mm. that you're scared and you're scared because it's worth it. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree. I went through, like last year in 2017, went through something very similar where it was sort of like that moment where you realize mm. everything's just come down on your shoulders. You realize, okay, enough's enough. I need to change. But you got to figure out yeah. why am I changing in the first place? Is it because I'm changing yeah. for my circumstances? Am I changing for those people that have mm. brought me to this point or am I changing for me? And I think having to change for yourself is the most important and the most valuable thing that you can ever do because it doesn't matter about anyone else. All that matters is you because at the end of the day, when everything else is gone, who have you got left? You've got you. So you got to build up your exactly. own. You got to build up your own confidence. You got to build up your own self worth. And I think that takes time, like you were saying. So, what's the process like, Nadine, for actually entering into a beauty pageant? I'm curious because I used to see them all the time growing up and be like, oh, yeah, me too. And I looks, was like, how do you even do it? Yes, like, and and you've done it, which is which is awesome. How did yeah. how did you actually get there? <laughs> what what do you have to do? Uh, so first of all, um, Google is a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so so when when the council when the council wrote back to me, they let me know that there was no local pageant, but they did tell me about Miss Teen Australia, and so I started doing some research and I applied online. So. They want to know um, a little bit about you, you know, um, your name, your uh, your age, color of your hair. You send a photo um, of yourself. And, um, you know, back then I hadn't really done much modeling, so I'd taken it off my mom's Nokia phone. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and, um, and um, yeah, so you apply, they ask you a few questions, you know, what makes you want to join Miss Teen Australia? Um, what, what, are, what are your, some of your greatest achievements in life? And just having to answer these questions 
it took me about a week before I actually sent off the application because I realized I don't know how to answer these questions. Mm. I've never really been asked questions like this before. And so it really made me think about what it is, what is it that I want in my life? What is it that I want to get out from doing this? Mm. And, um, from there, you will you will receive an email if um, you know you've been selected to to enter like the regional the regional um, like interviews. Where from there you go to state, and then from state you go to national. So um, it's it's a process where you know you have certain activities where all the girls um, and young women they all get together, and um, they usually those events are usually put on by sponsors of the pageant. And it also gives the director a chance to get to know um, individually um, all of the applicants mm. that apply to the pageant. And um, each pageant actually has their own advocacy. So they every pageant is always raising money for um, for charities for a, related to a particular advocacy. Mm. You know, um, like Miss Universe is all about advocating um, HIV and AIDS worldwide. Miss World, um, uh, I think it's Make a Wish, Make a Wish Foundation, and um, Miss um, Miss Grand, which is what I was in most recently. That is advocating um, putting a putting a stop to to violence worldwide mm. and war, which actually I thought was it, competing in that pageant. I I believe that's a really big, mm. a, a really um, a big issue tackling today in this world because war, violence, conflict, I mean, it's all, it's, it's, that's the definition of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. when there's a problem, there's a solution. Exactly. You know? And they're basically promoting beauty, intelligence, and an issue. And it's basically. Yeah. Applying it, yeah. 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 That's interesting. So what did you have to do? Did you have to do like research and say what you're going to do about this issue? And you have to make a speech, um, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so the the speeches, um, like I've only ever competed in the top five beauty pageants of the world. That's the target that I set for myself, yeah. and um, like that's kind of like the the standard that I put myself up um, for beauty pageants. Like I've never done, um, you know, Miss Swimsuit or um, pageants that don't um, relate to and advocacy mm. and also I love I loved how um, I learned etiquette I love how I learned to walk and hot and, and stand tall and be confident mm. that's why I, you know swimwear and evening wear is my favorite my <laughs> absolute favorite because you're basically <laughs> but, um, putting yourself yeah. out there for everyone to see yeah and it's like exactly walking on stage um, going going through an interview process where you're face to face with the national directors and, and the people who you know are going to be the judges in the national finals. Mm. Um, so um, with my first pageant, I made it to the national finals and um, I found out who was going to win a week before. Oh. And it, it, it was so funny because I, I'd i never been exposed. I thought, it's no, everything is honest. Mm. Everything is honest, you know. Rigged? No, that can't be right. And I realized um, I wouldn't, you know, looking back at it now, I wouldn't say rigged. I'd I'd say it's like 
a, a beauty pageant is also a business, you know, it's yeah. an organization. So they want the best, they want the best representative for their brand. And looking back at it now, that person who I found out was going to win a week before, ultimately she was the best person for the job. Mm. Because a beauty pageant, it's like one big job interview. Mm. That's how I look at it. It's like one big job interview. But um, I didn't know that back when I was 16. So it traumatized me and I didn't go into another pageant for another, um, till I was 19. Wow. So do you know, yeah. do you know, then, sorry, you go. Oh, I was, I was going to say from there, then when I did go into my next beauty pageant at 19, I came first runner up and I just, I was killing it. Wow. Do you know what it takes to get to number one, to be the winner? Yes, I do. I do. To, what it takes is, first of all, you have to have that drive. You have to really want it, but you have to imagine that it's already yours. Mm. So um, that's one thing I definitely noticed in international beauty pageants. The the women who who win that international title from day one, they have carried themselves like they've already got the job. Mm. And that's that's the skill that I have learned to take with me in job interviews, in any in any situation, social situations, um, career wise. Mm. So that's how I'm carrying myself now with um, GCK Ten, um, because I've never I've never run a business before. But you know, I'm uh, almost finished my business degree, and um, all I know is that I can I can do it. You know, yeah. at one stage I'd never done beauty pageants before either. And I've never sung before. I've never played music before, but I can do it now. Mm. So I know I can do this. You have a very positive mindset, Nadine. You're very... Thank you. It took a very long time. No, that's 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 all right, though. Like, it does take time and that's okay. Like, the best thing in life is you don't know how much time you have, but no. you can still make plans every single day to work towards what you want, what you want to achieve. Yes. And every 100%. day, every day is new. It's a learning experience, 100%. So every single day, there's, you know, the 1% the better aspect. You get 1% exactly. better every single day. Do something that you believe is going to set yourself up for a better day, better tomorrow, and then just watch it grow. Like that's the amazing thing. Sit back and watch it grow, but don't forget to work hard at the same time. Yeah, that's one thing I, I learned as well. Like you, if you really want something, you really do have to put the work in. Mm. And I think when I was younger, I'd always find try to find ways around. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like um, shortcuts. Um, shortcuts. I'd always try to find the shortcuts. And so my first, my first business was in high school, changing school reports. Oh. <laughs> because I, so then I didn't have to confront my Fijian mother. Yeah. My, so my brothers and I didn't have to hand a, hand our report to our mum and you know. <laughs> um, but it's so funny because we look back at it now, and I love that I can laugh about it. Mm. I love that I can look back and laugh about it. Mm. And um, but but yeah, no, I uh, beauty pageants really showed me that. I, just how much work you have to put in. I met, I, you know, built the skill and 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 um, got a lot of sponsors for myself, supporting me on my journey to beauty pageants, um, like Rodeo Drive, Evening Wear, um, Sea Laser, Teeth Whitening, and and Hair Removal, um, and 
some hair products, just, just product, all these products, clothing, designers. Um, I was also trained. Mm. I had a pageant trainer who trained me um, for two years, two years. And um, that was the head of Miss Earth Australia. Wow. So that was Miss Earth Australia. That, that was my first title. But that was a really tricky situation because they actually crowned the wrong person on the night. Yeah. And it took two weeks to rectify. So I ended up, um, you know, it, it really took away that, that, that moment of actually winning. Mm. And um, it really impacted m- uh, me internationally. It really impacted my self-esteem um, because I, a power, I was being written about on, on social media, mm. in the newspapers. Um, I, was, I was being perceived as a bad person, um, mm. as, as if I, you know, took someone else's crown. Yeah. When really they had, um, had not added up the mark mm. on the night properly. So, but it was, um, yeah, so Miss Earth Australia, that's the first national title that I won. And I wish it could have happened better, but it all worked out. It, it all worked out in the best way. Um, they crowned the wrong, the wrong woman on the night. Mm. And um, I was devastated because I I had been training for a year for this for this beauty pageant. Um, you know, I it had reached international attention between myself and this this young woman, um, where the competition was pretty much just between us two. Mm. So um, I knew that there was a mistake because I had come not only I'd come fourth runner up. So imagine that I competed a year before in the same pageant with no training mm. and I came first, runner-up. Mm. So I knew something was wrong. And um, with the national director, she um, called me in for a meeting a week later to tell me about how, um, listen, we've made a mistake. Um, you're, the rightful, you're the rightful title holder. Um, and uh, pretty much I had to be there while she's also letting – Letting this woman know that sorry we 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 didn't mean to crown you. So this um, it, it was you know that woman took it to the to the papers. Um, it was written about on social media. My my name was really quite like slandered throughout the whole process. And um, internationally, um, it had it had reached worldwide that when I that when I came to the international competition, all of the um, all of the other representatives of the other countries, they 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 said, "Oh, we heard that you stole the crown." What? And I'm just like, uh. Uh. <laughs> it was it was a really interesting experience. But I look back on it, and I I had the best time. I'm I still talk to some of these um, women today, like my girlfriend Catalina from Chile. Or Talisa from the Netherlands, who I spoke to just a, just a few days ago, um, Patricia from Slovenia, and um, <laughs> Alan Krista from India, who's now so successful in Bollywood. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> she, yeah. She's an actress, and she's you know released a number of movies um, since meeting her. And her and I still talk as well. I have so many friends, and um, oh Nancy from Egypt. That's how um. That's how actually I got into Miss Eco International. I was invited there because of my friendship with Miss Egypt. Wow. So, 
So it, it all worked out. And um, Catalina, Alyssa, and Patricia, we actually all traveled to Egypt together. So <laughs> Egypt and China, you know, it was incredible. And they treat you like – the one thing I love about beauty pageants is you know what it feels like to be a lady. Mm. You know what it feels like to be treated by gentlemen, mm. you know. and and that's one thing I'll, I'll also be emphasizing in high schools. I want to reach not just young women. I want to reach young young men as well mm. because ladies need gentlemen and gentlemen need ladies. Mm. I totally agree with you on that. I'm old school. So I was brought up <laughs> uh, by my, my grandparents, my parents as well. They taught me exactly what it means to be a man. Well, my grandfather did at least. Um, my dad, unfortunately, was hardly ever home, but that's not his fault. And he taught me some certain things, but they always taught me to respect and value a lady and what exactly you need to do in terms of how to treat them, especially the way you talk to them, uh, the way you look at them, when you're walking with them, um, when you eat with them as well. I mean, there's all kinds of things that young men these days, or young boys, I should say, that need to learn in order to turn them into young men. And it's unfortunate that yeah. society, school system, they're not teaching that. So what I want to do as well is I want to yeah. sort of coach that as well. And it's amazing because I used to teach uh, Sunday school classes, young people, and I'd ask the, the the boys, so do you know how to treat this this lady that's sitting next to you? And they'd look at her and they'd be like, no. Like, what do I do? What am I meant to do? It's like completely went over their head. Whereas when I was their age... I would be taught exactly what to do. So from your perspective, yeah. like how were you treated? Just so so young people, young people that are listening know, how were you treated in the mm. beauty pageant? Yes. Um it, I think that people view a beauty a lot of people view beauty pageants as um a form of sexual exploitation, mm. but um, I, I couldn't see it being further from that. Actually, um, growing up, I only have two brothers, and they have been gen- even growing up with no money. My mum taught us to be ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So when I'm in the beauty pageant, I notice, well, I'm around other ladies. Mm. You know, something I didn't grow up in high school with. Around, I'm around gentlemen, and the gentlemen just small things, you know, if I'm walking down the stairs and I'm in a, I'm in an evening dress, if, if a guy, if a man sees, he will put his hand out yeah. and he'll always, and they'll always guide us down. Mm. Um, they will, um, you know, walk, walk around us, um, giving, making, you know, making sure that we have space for our dresses, setting boundaries by, by walking beside us. Mm. And it's nice. You know, it's, they shake your hand, mm. and that's what I—that's what I like. I—I I like how it's a warm handshake that can then lead into a kiss on the cheek or not. Mm. But I—I I like how it initiates with a warm handshake and eye contact, eye contact and smiling. You know, mm. and always complimenting a woman. If a man, if I think that women are—you know—women are so focused on on female empowerment these days that they want to. Be masculine. Mm. 
Yeah. But the thing is, our strength is with our femininity. Mm. That's what I learned in beauty pageants. Our strength is with our femininity. Mm. Um, masculinity, you can't put masculinity with masculinity. You know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a race to the top. We've, we're both already there. Mm. And I learned, um, I see masculine and feminine as two puzzle pieces mm. that fit together. Now, those two puzzle pieces that fit together fit together because they're different. Yeah. Mm. 100%. So in a beauty pageant, being, being treated always with care, it almost as if we're made of glass, mm. you know? And and always and being respected for us, our opinions and and what we have to say. Mm. And um, I that's one thing I really love and miss about the beauty pageant is just how how um, how you are treated, how you should be treated when you walk through the street, mm. when you're in a social gathering, when you're at home. Mm. I think young people need to hear this. This is um. A very very important issue that needs to be addressed in society because whenever I'm on on public transport, right, uh, I see there are ladies standing up and they shouldn't be, and there's boys sitting down or there's older men sitting down, and it's like mm. where's the chivalry there? So every single time there is a lady yeah. standing up and there's no other seats around, I always stand up. I said I don't I don't care, and a couple of times people have looked at me funny. Like, why are you standing up for? Like, you were sitting there first. I'm like, no, that's that's not the way it should be. And I think, yeah, and you're leading by example. I think I think that's a great thing to do. Because hmm. and yeah. um, yeah, I think we're definitely on something when it comes to an issue like this. This this, this whole power play. Hmm. I I I am all for you know empowering women. But I'm. I'm just as down for empowering men too, mm. you know, because we need each other. 100%. We need each other. And, and, and I, I choose to lead by an example in social situations, the way in which I carry myself as a lady mm. encourages that gentleman for any man around. Mm. And it's, it's gentle, you know, some, I feel like young men, they don't know what to do anymore no. because they're like, Oh, what, um, maybe if I offer my seat, mm. she'll she'll say no, I'm fine, you know, or mm. or you know, uh, why would you think I need a seat? That kind mm. of thing. There there are really women out there like that, and and it discourages a man. It, it discourages his masculinity. Yeah. You know, if a man comes up and tries to to hit it, hit on me, or you know, by complimenting me, I politely, you know, say I'm 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 okay. But I'll never discourage a man from complimenting a woman, and I'll mm. thank them for that compliment. Mm. And and in the end, you know, it works out so nicely because I see how that you know um, that man will then take that in and mm. feel confident and feel happy that he had the courage to go up and and, and talk to a woman. Mm. I'll never discourage that, mm. you know. And I will always encourage that. And and every time that happens, I'll I'll always. I'll always thank them and mm. I will always say, you know, I'm really, uh, it takes courage to, to come up to a woman and talk and I, and I love the courage that you have. Especially, you know? yeah, especially so in today's day and age. No, they won't get my yeah. phone number. <laughs> <laughs> they won't get yeah. that lucky, but they what they, what they will get is they get my confidence. Phone number, they take that back. 
and yeah, and and I love it, and I can see it in their face, you know, too. And I, I do the same with my brothers. I always make them feel comfortable and confident to talk emotionally to me. I, I um, I'm the eldest, uh, but my my brother, who's a year younger than me, he's a sniper. He's in the army. Wow. And um, we're like this, you know. <laughs> and and my other brother, Oliver, he's sixteen, and and he's they're just such gentlemen, you know. Mm. And I'm so proud of them, and and I'm and and they're young, they're young, they're young men, and Ollie, like he's 16, but I will address him as a young man. Mm. So then, as as the same way that I was addressed as a young woman, mm. you know, you know how it is, like um, grandparents and grandmas, yeah. they'll be like, "You get over here, young man." <laughs> yeah, they never you called you boy. I mean? You know, it's, yeah. it's always so young men. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's something I when I have children, I will I will take that on. I will I will um, encourage the lady and the gentleman inside my son or daughter or mm. both. Mm. <laughs> I think you've touched but, um, on a very important. Yeah, no, I think yeah. it's a really I think it's a really thing. It's a really big thing in in society today, and it's creating a lot of conflict. Um, you know. I don't think a man should be should be discouraged if they try to at least approach a woman if they try to open a door for a, a woman. And almost every encounter I have, um, I'll always experience chivalrous acts. Mm. I remember when I was in, in Las Vegas a few months ago for the Grant Cardone conference, and it's how I hold my how I hold myself, how I walk. I'll, I'll acknowledge everyone around me. Mm. I, because I, I'll acknowledge their existence and um, I'll smile, and it just kind of creates it. It 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 shows this energy where, in the end, I a, a man will run up and open the door for me first. Mm. That's the kind of energy that that I'm encouraging, and it's like not I didn't tell him to, but mm. I definitely looked at him and smiled before I got there. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And it's like. I'll, I'll say thank you, you know. I'll say thank you, and and because chivalry is it's ageless, mm. you know. Chivalry is it's not dead; it's timeless. It's mm. eternal. Mm. Just like being, just like being a feminine, being a feminine woman, that is strength. That's and that's what I love about the beauty pageants because I've met so many strong women. I've, I've you know, all my girlfriends from overseas. They're interior designers, doctors, lawyers, business owners, mm. and they're beautiful, and they're so beautiful mm. inside and out. And I find that a lot of these women in the beauty pageants were bullied. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them were bullied. Yeah, a lot of them were bullied. A lot of them have some really, you know, some just amazing stories of of growth and how they got to where they are now. And um, I, I loved it because I felt like. Wow, I, I really belong here. Mm. Oh wow, you were bullied too. Here we are in evening wear, mm. looking absolutely amazing, uh, and we're all we're all bullied. It's amazing how you've gone from so, being bullied to rising above it all, building that confidence, and and reaching a place where you are now, which is I'm a confident woman. I'm empowered. Mm. Like that. That is amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! Like it's it really is. Like I I. I take gratitude. I take a moment and just 
I'm grateful every day. You know, I really reflect on these times every day mm. as as I keep moving forward and facing my new challenges. For example, running um, Gold Coast Kids. Mm. Um, I look back at I, I look back at these times and um, I've come so I've come so far. I've really come so far. It's incredible. I um I, I mean I used to not even be able to communicate. I could have never imagined myself as a public speaker mm. because I had a list and I could barely string a sentence together because I was so emotionally charged um, and I didn't know how to express myself mm. I, unless it was through singing. Mm. And now I, now I can talk to you on a podcast like this. Uh, this is something I would never have been able to do, mm. <laughs> you know. I, I can communicate and I can express how I feel and I can do it in a way that's articulate. And I can do it in a way that's with or without words. Mm. Mm. You're in, you're inspiring. And I can do that for, for myself. Mm. <laughs> I know, Thank I know, you. I know a lot of people you know, that really, listen to this. Uh, sorry? I know that a lot of people listening to this, a lot of young women as well, will feel inspired because of what you've had to say. And even men too. Yeah. I think I think when you. You, when you have leaders Thank in your you so life much. like yourself that actually yeah. have been in a low point, they've overcome it, and now you're running a business. You know, like that's that's insane. You know, it's it's an amazing feat of achievement that is valuable for people to hear that they can do it. They are worth something as well. Because look at Look at yeah. your life. You're an example to others, you know. And the amazing thing is this is your first podcast. So I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> my first podcast. Oh, my God. It's a milestone achievement for myself. And, and even leading up to to um, to this interview and this podcast, I was I was really reflecting. I, I'd really been reflecting over, over the past decade, mm. uh, the past, decade because it was a decade where um like I'm 26 this year so around this time 10 years ago is when it all started when I when I joined my first beauty pageant wow you know when I started making those steps to, to building my confidence and I'm just I, I'm reflecting I, I'm like oh my gosh you know mm. so I've done so much like I've done so much in 10 years and so much even even just five years Mm. And it it it's a moment you know you're never you're never up yourself for a, you know taking a time to be proud of yourself you know that's self love mm. and um and and that 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 can be encouraged in men and women young men and young women and um yeah I, I'm just so happy like this is a milestone for me because. I have a. I, I've been given an opportunity where I can inspire someone, or, mm. or some, or more than one. Even if, even if I can just inspire one person, you know, that's that's an achievement for me because of how long it took to inspire and to inspire myself. Mm. I feel the same way. That's why I don't. I don't look at the numbers. I look at if. One person is influenced or helped, and I may never know, 
but at least I'm doing my bit to get stories out there to yeah. help inspire people, you know, and it's because of people yeah, like yourself exactly that actually that. respond. It's why this podcast mm-hmm. is able to be what it is, you know, and it's still growing, still developing, but, you know, I'm always appreciative. I'm always thankful and grateful for those people that actually come on and share their story because I may never know who is going to help. And I was speaking to a lady the other day. Yeah. She mentioned, you never know who is actually listening or watching your stuff. It could be, you could have two people watching or yeah, listening your episode, but that person might be, say, Donald Trump or mm-hmm. it might be Grant Cardone or it might be someone extremely famous. You never know. But at least you're putting in the work, you're putting in the groundwork, which is the main thing. One hundred percent. I can. I totally agree. Building those foundations and just moving up. Mm. Mm. So I have a couple more questions for you before we. I feel like I can talk to you for ages. But um, what has sort of been <laughs> your biggest achievement? You can say out of everything that you've done, your biggest achievement. My biggest achievement. Uh, I, it's. it's that's a, a very good question. Um, I think uh, now this is going to sound very cliche, but I because I have done a lot of I have achieved a lot of things in my life mm. for my age. I believe. Um, I think for me, my biggest achievement is being able to always be present in the moment now. So that's one thing. I'm finding that I am creating my reality, creating the best version of myself every day because I've mastered this skill to always be in the now. Mm. Because I, I remember, um, I remember, um, uh, watching a documentary. I love, um, Gaia. It's kind of like Netflix subscription for, for mindset, for mind, body and spirit. (laughs) And, um, they, they said, there was a, a, a scientist on there. Uh, a doctor of some sort, and he said, "Past, present, and future. It's always happening in the now. So if you want something, you have to imagine that you've already got it." And I and I thought about it, and I'm like, "That's actually a very valid point. That's that's 100% true." And mm. so my biggest achievement is the fact that I am continually achieving now, past, present, and future, because I'm I'm in the now, mm. and and from there, that's, that's that's so successful to me because now I'm I live in a beautiful home. I I with my fiance. I've I've never been more happy in my life. You know, I mm. and I feel like I get younger every day. Mm. It's crazy. I feel like I look younger now than I did five years ago. Yeah. And and it's my mindset. You know, I I can't stop smiling. Mm. I. I'm always so grateful and it's just, I feel like everything is always working out for me. And that is my biggest achievement because no matter what it is, it's always working out because I'm always present and in the now. That's good. The day. Yeah. So, yeah. so my, my next question is why did you want to start a self tanning product? So I, I think it's kind of, into my lap. Um, mm. It was it it was uh, a startup 
it was a startup that um, that I that I took over. So I took over it because um, I, I used the product myself, and I said this is amazing. I'm, I come from beauty patterns. I've tried every tanning product under the sun. This is incredible, and I also I I decided to take the challenge. Um, yeah, because it was a startup of my fiance, mm. and um, now I'm scaling it. Now I'm now I'm making something with it, and I'm believing it. And I decided to do it because I want to build my own empire. That's that's what I've ultimately I realized. Even though I didn't know it yet when I was younger and wanted to be the next Beyonce, I wanted to build my empire. Mm. I just wasn't wording it right <laughs> when I was younger. So I'm building this empire of myself and I'm starting here because if there's one thing I learned, um, you know, being offered a scholarship after high school, my parents said no. And I was so annoyed. But in the, in the, instead, I did a degree in business mm. and I realized, wow, it doesn't matter what you do, music, um, sport, um, modeling, you need to know business. Mm. And, and, this is kind of like that first, cha- this is kind of like um, that first real challenge where I have something to work with and, and I'm moving forward with it. And so I'm, I'm going to be launching that in, um, in a few weeks, um, subscription based. So it'll be sent to your home monthly. Oh. And I think now is the perfect time to do it, especially yeah. with COVID. Covid quarantine, <laughs> quarantine fun time. Um, yes, you know I've never seen I've never seen more Uber Eats in my life. <laughs> so, yes, like I've never seen more Uber Eats bicycle riders in my street now than ever. It's it's crazy, and um, I'm I'm reading a book called The Billion Dollar Shave Club, where he mm. where this um the guy who founded it he was a subscription service for shavers for one dollar, mm. and he ended up um, taking on Gillette. <laughs> so it's it's an incredible story. Yeah, billion dollar shave club. It's for any young entrepreneurs out there. I mean, everyone's an entrepreneur in something, you know. Mm. Um, so for anyone out there, billion dollar shave club is the name of the book and it I highly recommend it it's mm. amazing and it's very funny <laughs> mm. so um, yeah I, I mean I'm exercising these skills now I'm reading a lot more especially coming from a musician background where I'm very audio visual creative mm. um, I'm building my literary skills a lot more reading um, reading the newspaper reading books I'm always filling my mind, always trying to educate myself in, in new ways every day because um, I learned that the growth of your mind is not comparable to your physical growth. Mm. So your mind literally never stops growing. Mm. It, it can reach infinite potential. Um, and, and that's why I'm like, wow, how, ma- how, how many skills, how many new things can I learn today? That's amazing. And um, yeah, I yeah, and I and I'm I'm just happy that I'm learning this new skill. You know, I I know that I can do this, and I know it won't be my my last business. No. This is this is the ignition for me. The start and, of something great. Yeah, and then I can give back to the world on a larger scale, mm. even bigger. 
Mm. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Everyone has to. Yeah, you do. You have to start somewhere. Mm. So yeah, it's that, true. That's amazing. That and it's once you get the ball rolling. Mm. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud of you. Honestly, for what you've what you've told me, like what you've come, what you've gone through, and been able to achieve at the moment, and what you're going to achieve. I mean that that's that's amazing. So thank you so much for that. Um, and my last question you. to you is three bits of advice that you could give to someone starting out. You've given a lot already, but just three main ones. Starting out, someone struggling or just needing a boost. It could be either in their career mm. or in their life at the moment. Uh, sure. Okay, so three tips, three, three bits of advice that I could give. Um, I want to give um, one of them is an exercise. So if you ever are conflicted, um, if you find yourself going through a, a circle of negative thoughts, be aware enough to stop your, to, to feel it and move forward. Mm. Um, there's, there's, there's a little brain exercise that you can do and you count, you go, you count back from five. So you go five, four, three, two, one. And um, I, I learned this from a neuroscientist, uh, a neuro doctor, sorry, a neurosurgeon of me. And um, it kind of resets your brain. So if you if you do that exercise when you're feeling negative, it'll reset your brain and keep you focused. Um, my second tip would be practice gratitude. Mm. So if you even if you don't understand where you're going or what it is that you want in life. If you start small just by looking at what's around you and being thankful for it, I can guarantee you you're going to make it in whatever area, in whatever you're doing. Mm. Whether it's, whether it's, whether it's, um, a gym, um, goal or whether it's career based. Mm. If you start small, practicing gratitude daily, um, I guarantee you will achieve any goal. Mm. And, um, Third tip I would say is uh, something that you actually already mentioned. You know, you never know who's watching. Mm. So for me, everywhere I go, I always, I always like to to be my best. If I'm going to the shops, I will, I will always make that effort for myself to look my best because you not only do you never know who's watching, but also it makes you feel good. You know, how you, how you, um, how you are on the outside, how you display yourself, that is a reflection of how you're feeling on the inside. 100%. You know, if you see a guy with a big scruffy beard, you can tell he's probably gone through a breakup. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's one, one, another thing you always, always dress your best because Mm. it like only, you'll only benefit from it. Mm. You know, and you feel good, mm. and it exercises a, a really great skill. Just taking care of yourself and, and loving yourself. I remember I used to wear suits down to the shop, just because I thought, you know, why not? <laughs> but nowadays, it's sort of like <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm so extra. <laughs> it's like, um, why am I wearing a suit down down to the shop for like two items? And then I have to get out of the suit again. And I was just like, nah, <laughs> not no. I did the same thing. Yeah. In summertime, it was. I an did the same pain. thing. Make it, and, 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 oh my gosh. 
but it's good because it's like that, you know, everything happens in the now. So if, if you're going down to the shelter dressing up in a suit, you're practicing for a time when you're really going to be doing that. Mm. And you're getting yourself used to this. You're training your brain and you're train, you know, you're creating your reality. Mm. And I think that's cool. <laughs> I used to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, it's sort of like, oh, do I have time to dress up in a suit and go down to the shop and then get out of the suit and then get back into clothes? Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's whatever, I guess, each to their own nowadays. <laughs> But if it makes you feel good on the inside yeah. and outside, I bet you a lot more people do it than they than they let on. Yeah, hundred percent. Like totally, I see it all the, all the time. You just go down to the shop if you want and watch people. That's what I used yeah. to like doing, just observing and just seeing who's yeah. confident, who's not. You can tell. Yeah, and that's good. It's good to to be able to learn and learn from. Um, watch how they communicate to each other I will do um, if I go to a, an event I'll always walk in the back first and watch how everyone speaks to each other then I can already see the people you know oh, I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna have a really great conversation with that person I'm gonna have a great conversation with that person mm. and and you know kind of get drawn to them energy mm. that's right I, I do the same thing <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not. It's not weird to sit at the back of the room. It's actually it's, the smartest. Yeah, I think it's a very good skill to have. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, one hundred percent. Well, Nadine, I feel like that is a a perfect way to sort of wrap up our conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the Storybox podcast, sharing your your story with us, sharing your advice as well. It's been very valuable to me, but I know it's going to be very valuable. Thank like you I said so before, there's so many people that do actually listen to this podcast episode. So I really appreciate it. Oh, you're you're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me um, on Storybox Podcast. Um, And thank you to all the listeners out there who are already following you on Storybox Podcast. What you're doing is amazing. And I I love that you're taking this initiative to to share stories and to inspire others. Like, this is is how we do. (laughs) This is how we do. That's right. And I love it. That's right. So thank you so much for asking me to come on. I didn't know I had a story until you messaged me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. I really do. Your story is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Nadine. I don't like this part because it means that sadly, we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it will go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 